0: Living Corporate is brought to you by The Access Point. The reality is this is the largest influx of black and brown talent corporate America has ever had. And as a result, a variety of talent entering the workforce are first generation professionals. The other reality, most of these folks aren't learning what it means to navigate a majority white workplace in their college classes. Enter The Access Point a live weekly web show within the Living Corporate Network that gives black and brown college students the real talk they need and likely haven't heard elsewhere. Every week, our hosts and special guests are dropping gems, so don't miss out. Check out The Access Point, airing every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard on LivingCorporate.tv.
1: Howdy, y'all! It's good to see y'all. Welcome back to hey, the break room. Welcome back. Yeah. So, uh, so Dr. Gday and myself, we are super glad that y'all are here. Um, I'm Dr. Brian Dixon. I am a psychiatrist in the great state of Texas. Uh, I um, I treat adults and kids uh, and help people feel better. So that's my my main gig. Uh, but I'm super pumped to be with y'all tonight. I'll kick it over to my co-host.
0: Hey, everybody. It's me, Dr. Jide Bama-Shigbin. I'm an assistant professor of psychology at Cal State University, Long Beach. Um, I'm a health psychologist. I do research on stress and families uh, and I'm a father myself and a husband and we're really excited to be here today. So, you know, we want to let you know, as always, some of us may be therapists, okay, but we're not your therapist. Okay, so <laughs> please word. do not mistake this for mental health advice okay we're here just to kind of talk and be open and authentic about being black in the workplace so you know as always we're going to get started with dr dixon spilling the tea
1: y'all the tea is fascinating uh, because uh, it's all about money 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 now before we get there uh, i just put in the uh, the chat uh, space, uh, our new email address. It's the dot corporatecom And so uh, we get a branded email because we are legit y'all, we are real. So we wanna hear from you. Please send us any messages or any notes, any questions that you may have. We're glad that y'all are here because we're going to be talking about accountability and allyship. But before we get there, the tea. So y'all, I don't know if y'all have heard, but our president uh, that we uh, most of us have elected because y'all better had voted because if you didn't, uh, (laughs) we're going to have some problems. Uh, So our president. Uh, is uh, introducing a really big idea. So more money, less problems, y'all. So uh, so President Biden has basically proposed over $6 trillion worth of spending. So 1.9 million in the rescue plan, which some of y'all were able to get uh, your STEMI checks two two trillion for infrastructure where he's talking about water and air and affordable housing and then i just heard about the american families plan which is 1.8 trillion dollars for subsidized uh, health care and family leave and free uh, free community college for folks and universal pre-k and so y'all that's a lot of money so i don't know if y'all are watching uh, the national budget but uh, i just, i saw that and i thought you know what are we what's the what is the uh, the gravity of spending all this money? So I was like, let me let me talk to Dr. G day because, uh, yeah, I, w- I want to get your opinion. What are you thinking about all this money that's flying around? I love it.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I love it. In fact, I want them to go even further. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the reality is we always have money for wars. Okay. We always have money to let billionaires skate off the, the their fair share, okay? So finally, here we are talking about money to go towards actual Americans who have families, right? right? So to support children growing up, because we know that, and you know this very well as a psychiatrist, a lot of the problems
1: that adults face, it's from childhood. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> a- yes, right? adverse childhood events. I mean, poverty is a bad thing, y'all. It's,
0: it's a bad thing. So if we can actually address that, I'm with it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. infrastructure right like i'm right now you know you know this i'll tell everybody i'm in miami right now visiting my parents for the first time in two years because of the coronavirus i'm having a great time right um public transportation here really sucks
1: Mm -hmm. same thing in (laughs) texas same thing in texas it really really sucks you know
0: um and we know that the environment is changing climate change is happening and it's real. If we can do anything to support greater infrastructure, more public transportation, more affordable public transportation that'll get people from more places A to B, I'm all for it.
1: Amen. Amen. I'm all
0: for it. So, yeah. uh,
1: uh, uh, Rashada mentioned something in the comments about uh, was there anything in there about student loans? So I didn't see anything about the student no. loan
0: part. The answer is no, but that's what I mean when I said I want them to go further. That's exactly <laughs> what. That's exactly what. Thank you, Rashada, for asking that. That's exactly what I meant. You know,
1: cancel these student loans, Joe. Yeah, preach. Well, the, so one of the parts that I like the most because I'm petty and I'm pissed off is that he wants to spend eighty billion dollars. Uh, it's either million or billion. On uh, fixing the IRS. Now, I don't like the tax man, but I do like the tax man when he goes after rich people to pay their fair yep. share because yep. damn, uh, I I know I get hit with uh, my taxes every year and it ain't pretty and I'm pissed off about it. And so I know millionaires who were getting steamy checks. I ain't getting no steamy check, right? I'm busting my ass. So right. yeah, I want him to find everybody who's evading taxes offshore and shit. I want him to tax the living shit out of all of them. All
0: of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm with it, you know. Once again, it this is big, this is bold. It is progressive-ish, you know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. I'm, I'm with it. So let's go for it. I like obviously I feel like you could talk to 10 people, they'll all want 10
1: more things,
0: mm-hmm. right? But this is a great start.
1: Yep, I agree. And so y'all, uh, as part of the break room, what we always do is we st- start with the T, and the T is something that's happened in the in the week that we just want to talk about we always have a bigger topic that we wanna get to. And the bigger topic that we're gonna get to today is uh, accountability and allyship. So first off, if you don't know what an ally is, you need to listen to the podcast uh, from last week. Uh, So go on to uh, the Living Corporate website, Check out uh, the podcast from Dr. Nikki and Dr. Lawanda last week because they knocked it out the park. Uh, as, always, to- as always, as always, as always, and we miss them dearly. Um, and so, yeah, so check that out because uh, this week is all about holding people accountable. How do you uh, how do you make sure that the people that you're around, uh, that your uh, white peers, colleagues, and family are being true to the game uh, that are that they are speaking up, especially um, and supporting uh, Black folks, and so. Um, Part of our discussion today, first off, is always try to define what an ally is. So an ally, a diversity, equity, inclusion ally, is someone who's willing to take action in support of another person, especially a black person, to remove those external barriers that keep that person from contributing their skills and talents, right? So everybody, comes to the workplace and you bring your unique skills, your unique perspective, your unique outlook. We all uh, shit we all have the right to be our true selves, our authentic selves at work. Yep. And so what we need is for white folks to step up and help let that happen. And so Um, That ally has to do their own work, y'all. That's the the key. They have to do their own work to find their own privilege and their biases and then actively work against it. And so one of the principles we want y'all to take away from today because uh, each each uh, uh podcast each web show we want to make sure that we live uh, we give some sprinkle some nuggets of psychological knowledge in there right and uh the knowledge we want to impose upon y'all today is the bystander effect so some of y'all probably know it as if an accident happens and there's a whole bunch of people around everybody looks at the other one to figure out who's going to move first right Well, yeah. (laughs) So the key is, that's what's happening right now is when there's one person. So if there was one black person and one white person and something happened to that black person, that that white person being the only white person around, they're going to be more inclined to do something, which is good. That's what we want you to do. But unfortunately, when there's a whole bunch of white people around, y'all all all start looking at each other like, what the hell do we do? Well, We need you to fight against that. We need you each to stand up and say something. Say something, do something, right?
0: Can I ask you a question?
1: Absolutely. So we define what allyship is, right? Mm -hmm. What is accountability? Ah, so in my opinion, what accountability is, is number one, you have to make sure you've uh, said that you're, well, not said that you're an ally, you um, you have shown that you're an ally. And then we just, we hold you to it. Right, we ask you, what work have you done? Show me what you have done, uh, and then if you've been wrong, um, how are you going to correct it for the next time? So I, I'm uh, later on in our, uh, we have some lists for y'all today because we know that sometimes getting a list together is very, very helpful, and so we're going to talk about what makes a good ally, and then we're going to talk about the accountability piece, uh, the accountability as it relates to allyship, and so um, yeah, so let's let's jump into that. Uh, and uh, hopefully, there's some good stuff that uh, y'all can take away from this.
0: Allies come in many different shapes and forms. Okay, uh, there, you can be allies based on race, ethnicity, allies based on gender, allies based on sexual orientation, you know, socioeconomic status, all these other ways. Our conversation is focused on race, ethnicity. I just want to always point that out. You know, that's what we're talking about.
1: But these conversations can
0: absolutely apply to other contexts.
1: Absolutely, as Dr. Nikki says, bring your whole person, right? Bring your whole person to work, uh, and yes, and those intersectionality pieces are big. And so, Dr. Day, tell us what is a good, what is a sign of a good ally? Like, what makes a good ally for Black folks in the workplace?
0: This is so exciting. So, we have a list of five things, right? So, let's go ahead and get started with number one. A good ally is somebody who shows up and shows out publicly. Okay, so um, your coworkers, especially those who are most marginalized, may not have the time or privilege to be able to call something out, right? Because if you're white, you're probably making more money than your black coworkers, right? You're probably in a in a more well-paid position. You're probably in a higher position, right? Um, such that if you hear some kind of insensitivity going on, um, you're probably at less risk of losing your job than your black coworker. Right. So a good ally is somebody who shows up who says, Hold on, hold on, Mr. Wellington. Sorry, that that was unacceptable. That was, you know, sorry, that's my like I was gonna um, say, where'd you get that name? name." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's my rich white guy name, right? Mr. Wellington, right? Um, you know, hey, sorry, uh, could you could you tell me what that could you could you tell me? Could you say that again? Like, or you know, I feel like that was a little offensive, right? And they don't just, and we talked about this before, they don't send you a message afterward, right? They don't knock on your door afterward and say, You were so brave for saying that, right? Nah, they're there mm-hmm. In from the, the beginning. Yep. And they show up and they show
1: out. So that's yeah. number one
0: i love it what's number two dr brian
1: so that leads us into number two which is allies don't get defensive when they are called out for mistakes so it is human nature y'all anytime that you feel that you may be in the wrong is just part of who we are we shirk, or we shy away oh my god what did i do right in this case or you attack oh no no that's not what i meant well a good ally doesn't get defensive they go you know what you know, you're right, my bad, I'm so sorry, how do I fix this? So as uh, Dr. Hill uh, pointed out in the previous ep- episode, we are all socialized and conditioned to think and behave in certain ways. That's just, again, human nature, especially depending on what your workplace is like. And so it's really, really important um, that uh, an ally will speak up and say, hey, I'm. I, if I said something wrong, please show me where I was wrong so that I can do better for the next time, because it's always about growth and, uh, and positivity right just growth 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 and so uh, we're we're trying to uh, take some shit and turn it into something that's more meaningful and more helpful for people so yes a good ally always admits their mistakes what right, about right, number right. what about number 3 right. doctor number, Dr. number 3 allies are
0: transparent right? They're very, very transparent in the workplace. Um, once again, we talked about this. If you're white in the workplace, you're probably making more money. You get promoted faster, all of these things, right? So a good ally is somebody who will talk to their work coworker to let them know, hey, you know, this is how much I'm making, right? So that way the coworker can know, oh, I'm getting paid X amount less. I need to be asking for more, right? The best kind of allies you can have are the ones who look out for you from jump street. So, you know, maybe when you're applying for a job after you've got a job, wouldn't it be nice if you had somebody who already worked there to email you or call you up and say, Hey buddy, this is how much I got when I started. This is how much you should ask for.
1: Absolutely. And y'all, it is a big, big deal, Um, for contract negotiations. So um, a whole bunch of my white colleagues use their own networks and they don't tell anybody, right? And as a result, us poor black folks, we go in and we go, oh, wow, we got this great deal and come to find out we didn't. So one one personal example, and this is, uh, uh, I'll make a long story short, is there was a, a female, white female colleague doing the same exact job as me. Turns out after we finished a year of working together, she was making $20,000 more than I was for the exact Jeez. same job. 20,000, 20K? 20K. And I was like, what? Cause I, I said, oh, well this is how much I'm making. She goes, oh, I didn't add, I, I, I refused to come here for less than $20,000 more. And I was like, holy shit. And she was like, yeah, you just have to advocate. Well, if I don't know how to advocate for myself, Right. Because I don't know the words, Uh, but the white people do know the words. Right. So, yes, if you're going to be a good white ally, you have to start telling people, let us see those cards. Right. So. Lord, I'm getting my blood pressure. up. Uh, uh, Let me move on to number four before I say something I regret. Um, So a good ally demonstrates good allyship in various domains in their lives. And so this is super important. You can't come to work and be like, yeah, I support black people and then go home and be like, oh, I support Donald Trump. You can't do that, y'all. Does not work. It, is, it does not work. It's disingenuous, is not authentic. And like we said earlier, you got to bring your whole self to work. And that includes white folks. Bring your whole self to work. And if that if there's some glitches in your life, you need to fix the glitches. Right. And right. You know, when
0: your dad says something racist at dinner, do you say, Dad, you can't say that? Or do you just look down
1: and say nothing? Absolutely. Yep. Good allies live their values, uh, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're, in, whether you're in the store and seeing folks acting a fucking fool with these uh, the masks and, uh, and screaming at black folks and Latinx folks. Now you have to speak up. You have to be present. Right. You cannot you don't get to hide behind things. You have to speak up. Again, this, I'm I'm getting all kind of like irritated.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me too. Me
1: too. Lord have mercy. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, Take a deep breath. Okay. All righty. Dr. G Day, what is number five? Number five, a good ally
0: is somebody who's ready to put it all on the line. Okay. So later on, I'm going to give you an example of who. I consider and I think many people consider the gold standard for a white ally, okay? But a good ally is somebody who's able to say, you know what, this is my red line. I'm not gonna allow you to treat this coworker this way, right, and you're either going to change it or I'm I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna strike with you, right? Once again, an ally is not somebody who knocks on your door afterward and says you're so brave. There's somebody who locks arms with you, right? In fact, we even need to change, Dr. Doctor Coleman talked about this. We need to change the language of
1: ally, right? More like a co-conspirator. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, get in, get in the trenches with us, right? Trenches. Yes, we are struggling. Your Black friends are hurting. Your Black friends are tired. If you're going to be a white ally, we need you just as tired as we are, if not more, yep. right? We need yep. you to feel it so that you can help us change it. You have the power. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, so those are the five signs of being a really good ally. And so uh, we're going to transition over into the do's and don'ts of allyship. Um, and so one of the most important dues, so I'm gonna cover the do's and then uh, Dr. GJ is gonna bring us uh, at the don'ts uh, because he's gonna get crunk uh, with y'all. So uh, yeah, so the dues of allyship. So number one, vote. I know in Texas, we have a uh, an election coming up on May 1st, 2021 uh, in your state, pay attention to what's on the ballot box, pay attention. We want you to vote at work. We want you to vote in your community, vote at church, we want you to vote. So a good ally. Uh, a good white ally votes. Why? And they vote with our common interest in mind, right? And then when it comes to reparations, you better vote for that too. But that's a whole whole other webcast for a whole other day. So you have, uh, white folks have uh, a powerful voice. We need you to speak up. We need you to include us in those conversations. And so that's one, um, one do of allyship that we need from you. Number two, We need you to give credit where credit is due. So black folks in the workplace, they are some of the most creative folks on the planet because black people can make a dollar out of 15 cents, right? They can stretch a dollar. They know how to uh, get shit done. They get work done. They do what they need to do. And so we need our white allies to step up and give us credit. So when we come up with a new TPS report for Mr. Uh, Wellington, uh, we want Mr. Wellington to speak up and be like, hey, you know what, Brian did that. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't me, that that was all Brian. Give credit where credit is due, especially in the academic setting.
0: Can I add something to that? Absolutely. And we say that because there's a long, 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 long history of not giving credit where credit is due. Okay, so this is actually a real problem that occurs, you know, so I just want to point that out. This It's because this is a thing that really happens. Right. Black people's ideas are stolen all the time. Women's Mm -hmm. ideas are stolen all of the time
1: mm-hmm yep you know? cultural appropriation gender appropriation yeah it happens literally every single day uh and it's on I, I, <laughs> i'm jenner me. yeah <laughs> yeah it's a hot mess oh bless her heart um i just i don't even know what to say um but yeah so give credit where credit is due so uh and i um i think it was on TikTok seeing uh oh who was the the young lady with the dance the renegade dance and most people didn't see it until it was on TikTok with the 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 white girl dancing around. Right. It. And it turns right. out it was somebody. I think Yeah. And I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. So give credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, you may be an influencer. Yeah, you may be an Instagrammer. You may be the boss. You may be the supervisor. When Black folks do awesome things, make sure that you let other people know that the Black folks did it. Yeah. And then number three uh, of the do's, educate yourself and those around you read y'all. So you want to, so you want to talk about race. That's an awesome book that I just finished. Uh, White Fragility, read it. Uh, Anything about white toxicity, listen to uh, Dr. Lawanda Hill's um, uh, podcast and Instagrams because she does a phenomenal job of educating you about white toxicity and gaslighting. You have to do the work, right? And that's just with race. That doesn't even include um, women's uh, rights and studies, LGBT uh, concerns, um, poverty, um, classism, casteism, Isabel Wilkerson's book you have to do the work so a good ally does the work so that you can speak intelligently and that you can support those black people around you right so
0: there's no shortage of information out there for you to
1: learn none yeah you have the internet google is your friend yep and i know you have a smartphone because everybody has a smartphone so you can read on your phone you can read while you are taking a shit i'm telling you you can do whatever you need to do to learn, so that you don't come to uh, come up in here uh, speaking nonsense. We want you to be as educated as possible. So, um, so those are the three do's that we want y'all to take away from our discussion tonight. Uh, Dr. Gday, what don't we want allies to do?
0: So let's do the don'ts. Okay. So number one, and Rashada pointed this out also. I would like to I would like to point out we had it in our notes, but I'm going to give Rashada the credit because she also said it. Allies do not call themselves allies. Preach. Okay. Do not call yourself an ally. That is not a title that you can bestow upon yourself. Okay. That is for somebody else to say about you after a long period of you showing that you're an ally. Okay. So you don't get to claim it yourself. Well, I'm an ally to no, 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 no. I get to call you an ally. Okay. Your indigenous coworker gets to call you an ally, right? Your LGBTQ coworker gets to call you an ally, right? You don't call yourself an ally. Okay, so that's a big, big don't, right? That's a, uh, I'd probably say kind of a red flag, you know, because it might be a little I want the credit for 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 for, for, you know, marching with Dr. King, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you you gotta be careful. You know, you got to be careful. Don't call yourself an ally. Okay. Number two, don't be an ass, okay? Do not be an asshole, all right? Speak up, you know, speak up for others, but don't speak over others. You know what I'm saying? So like, you don't have the right to tell black people about their experiences in this country, okay? So even just recently, um, last night, you know, a white journalist called uh, Tim Scott, who we're gonna talk about a little bit later, um, and Uncle Tom, you know, and, you know, all the black people were like, record scratch, skirt.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. No.
0: Never in your life. Never in your life. You do not, you do not get to use that language. You do not get to talk about black people in that way. Okay? Um so that's kind of being one of those cuz listen, I can call him an Uncle Tom. Yep. Right? Dr. Exactly. Brian can call him an Uncle Tom. Yep. Right? And we do. Uh, but and yeah. we <laughs> do. <laughs> and we do. But you don't you don't have that right. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. an example of being an asshole. You don't you don't have to be an asshole, you know, know your role, know your place. Preach. Okay. Number three. Respecting other people is not dependent upon you understanding them. Okay, right. Other people's lived experiences. That should be enough. You don't have to understand issues related to trans folk. You don't you don't really have to fully understand racism. Honestly, you can't. Correct. Correct. <laughs> right because you don't you don't you don't get followed around in stores there are not bills every single day in the news targeted towards people like you not doing basic things getting health care you know you don't you you can't understand yep okay um but you tolerating accepting respecting okay people who look like us and other marginalized folks is not dependent upon you understand you just need to do it yeah. Okay. And if somebody says that offends me, you don't, you don't have to understand why you just need to listen and understand that it did.
1: Yeah. Walk with us. Just walk with us. Y'all, you don't, come on. You don't have to know everything. Just walk with uh-huh. us. Be with us in the moment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: You do not have to know everything. Um, number four, don't burn yourself out. Okay. So once again, we do expect allies to play their role, right? To do what they have to do um and supporting marginalized groups okay but once again you cannot fill from an empty cup okay know your place know your role support in the ways that you can uh, as something dr brian said earlier um i'm gonna butcher this but essentially play to your strengths you know what I'm saying? do the things you're good at don't do the things you're not good at right if your form of supporting black folk is in graduate school as a mentor You know, revising statements of purpose and writing letters of recommendation. Do that and do that well. Okay. Don't think that you're an organizer now. Right. Um, and don't try to get into that lane because you will burn yourself out. Right. Stay in your lane.
1: Did I, did I get that right, Dr. Brian? No, you totally got it right. So, one of the uh, one of the black owned businesses that I always love to promote uh, is something called the Nap Ministry. And she talks about rest is resistance. Right. So, I'm we're always talking about, you know, black folks, let's eat right, let's exercise, let's get our sleep. This goes for our white allies as well because this is a hard fight. It is a hard fight. Racism is trauma. It is trauma and it is everywhere. And so we need our white allies as rested and educated as we are. So, yeah, don't try to do all and be all. Walk with us and don't be an asshole. I can't stress that enough.
0: And it's a hard fight and a long fight Mm -hmm. and a never ending fight. You know, this has been a fight that's been going on. Right. So don't think you're going to solve it in a in a in a day. Right. Because you read a book. (laughs) You know, um, yeah. Don't so yeah. Don't, don't, break yeah
1: d- don't make it one of your your corporate quarter goals, right? Well, this <laughs> quarter we're gonna you know solve this uh, diversity, equity, inclusion problem because no, it's gonna be around for many years. Is that Mr. Wellington's ago. voice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is Mr. Wellington's voice. That is indeed correct. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. So those are the do's and the don'ts of allyship. And so one of the things that uh, we always, um, uh, I think, it helps to conceptualize for for some folks is who is a good example of an ally so who embodies the the um, uh, who's the epitome of the white ally so dr Day, who do you think so to me
0: okay the gold standard for an ally is mr john brown okay So some of you may know who John Brown is. Some of you may not know who John Brown is, okay? John Brown was an abolitionist leader who led a raid on Harper's Ferry in Virginia, intending to start a slave liberation movement, okay? That was spread throughout the United States, okay? Um, He was a very religious and spiritual person and he felt as though the enslavement of Africans and black people, okay, was a mortal sin. Right, and it had to stop. Right, so he led a raid that ended up killing seven people. Okay, um, and he got away for a little bit, but then he was eventually captured. Okay, um, but that to me is an example of an ally. He was he was captured and then executed by hanging. Okay, um, wow. and he was executed by hanging. Right, but to me that's an ally, right? Because he didn't just talk the talk; he walked the walk. Mm-hmm. right you know he was willing, he not he was not willing to he did put his life on the line right because he viewed the enslavement of black people and africans as a mortal sin okay so and i'm and listen i'm not sitting here saying that all you white people need to be ready to be hung okay <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's not what i'm saying right but like you know knocking on my door after after the boss says something offensive, that doesn't mean anything to yeah, me. Yeah, that's
1: not helpful. Yeah, Not helpful. Yeah, you have to sacrifice, right? And uh, while we're not saying you have to sacrifice your life, you have to do more than be inconvenienced, right? Yes. Oh, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't want to speak up then. I'll just come. No, that's not helpful. You speak up helpful. in the moment. You have to speak up in the moment. P- our lives, our our futures are depending on you. And we're asking you as Black folks, to do your work, to do your work,
0: to do your work.
1: Um, You know, and, and part of this, it leads me to
0: one of my favorite books in the world. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. There's a difference between responsibility and fault. Okay, there's a big difference. So listen, you white person born in 1995, okay? Y- yes, you are not at fault for the enslavement of Africans. Correct. Okay, I'm not, not going to argue with that. I don't think anybody's going to argue with that, right? You you weren't there. How could you be responsible for something you were not there for, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But your ancestors were there and they're responsible for it. And as a white person right now in America, you're also responsible for it. It's mm-hmm. not your fault, but you're responsible for making it better because you benefit from what that what, what that enslavement of black people and Africans did to us as black people as well as what it's done to put white people up on the hierarchy in this country right so you know like it's that. not your fault but it's your responsibility
1: i like that a lot i'm going to have to check that book out uh, what is it called again something about giving a fuck
0: the subtle art of not giving a fuck
1: okay i like that i'm gonna, i'm going to have to check that out well and i'm going to share um, a message from a business book i read so i actually run my own company and, uh, and one of the things my business coaches have told me is that is <clears throat> that which is not measured cannot be improved, right? And so we're on this podcast every week talking about allyship and inclusiveness and diversity and equity. And uh, if your company is not measuring those things, you got a problem because it means that they're not trying to improve them. And so if you don't have a cultural index, if you don't have a a corporate uh, diversity index, if you're not tracking these things, how many people are you hiring? How many people are you firing? Uh, what are their backgrounds? What are their experiences? If you're not doing those things, if your business is not or your company is not doing those things, reach out to us. Uh, we are developing uh, special tools and programs as the break room crew. Uh, to be able to help out, uh, help out all of our uh, black colleagues uh, in every uh, uh, workplace, and so just reach out to us at our new uh, web address, which is thebrickroomatliving-corporate.com. Okay, because we can help y'all out with all that stuff, uh, with surveys all and that. yeah, all, all all the good stuff, all the good shit. So, alrighty, y'all. Um, when it comes to um, the flow of the podcast, so we talked about uh, how to be a good ally. Uh, we talked about the do's and don'ts of allyship, um, what a, a good ally looks like in, in the form of John Brown. Uh, and then we, we gave y'all tools so that uh, after we have this conversation, y'all can follow up with us. Because again, uh, like Dr. GJ said, this isn't a one-time thing. This isn't a quarterly goal. This is a lifelong goal. Um, and so- yep. We're gonna close things out tonight with the last, last nerve. nerve. Yeah. So, uh, so Dr. G Day. Before we give him the last nerve, let's tell him what the last nerve is. So, what is the last nerve?
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, we started off the episode and we spilled the tea, talking about um, President Biden's plan that he talked about last night and the trillions of dollars that he was dedicating to families, infrastructure, the environment, jobs, things like that, right? Yep. OK, that's how we started off. <laughs> uh, so we're going to end it by talking about the person who responded to that, OK? So you know, you, typically, there is a response to that by a person from the opposing party, OK? Mm-hmm. The opposing party in this case is the GOP, uh, and they put forth Senator Tim Scott, who is a black man
1: uh, from South Carolina? Yes, he's from South Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. And I wouldn't even say black man, I would say he's a man with some uh, extra melanin, and yeah, and that's as good as it gets, because that was some Sorry, they can't
0: see my air quotes, but there there were air quotes around Mm -hmm. black man.
1: Okay. Mm Um.
0: And he put forth his response last night, and it was, for lack of a better term,
1: coonery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know well, you're going to bring out the coon, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I don't. I, I. I. I don't know what other way to describe it. What would you describe it as?
1: Uh, bullshit. It was just absolute. Pure utter bullshit. Oh, this right. isn't a racist country, and then goes on to describe how he was victim, a, basic, a victim yeah. of racism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Multiple yeah, examples. Yeah, hypocrisy, hypocrisy and bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I just it hurt my feelings, honestly.
0: And he allowed himself to be used as a tool for the mostly, mostly, mostly white GOP. Mm -hmm. Right. They allowed him to put the black face on. Right. As a shield uh, for racism.
1: Right. Like, oh, well, look, we have a black senator. He did it. You can't you can't call us racist. Uh, That's not how that works. Not at all. all. And to me. Uh, Especially because we're busting our ass, we're doing podcasts, we're doing speeches, we're going out, we're doing surveys, we're doing research, we are tweeting, we're doing all this stuff, and we work our ass off, most of us working two and three jobs, and here this joker is, is sitting up here talking some nonsense and some bullshit. And now we have to go and undo things because now our, our our hopeful white allies are like, wait a minute. So I, this black guy's on TV saying that this isn't a problem, and now we just get set back two more weeks or three more weeks, where yep. we have to spend all this damn time uh, teaching them all over again. Right? I it just I oh, I can't stand. Rashada asked a question. Mm. Where's, Where's
0: the it? dignity?
1: None. None. I I. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so Rashada, so how can he sleep at night? So two, I want to say it was either, I think it was uh, the podcast two weeks ago, we talked about cognitive dissonance. And so uh, that's another psychological term where, uh, you are able to hold two varying thoughts, schools of thoughts, uh, most times that don't go together, uh, but you hold both at the same time. And for most folks, that cognitive cognitive dissonance is very unsettling. And so we we want to resolve that conflict one way or the other. Uh, but I guess for people like Tim Scott, they don't give a shit. And so they can hold those two things at the same time. Because to me, it is a it a willful, a they don't give a shit. They ha- it is a willful action. He's choosing. He sees the research. He's has his, he's had his lived experience. He's talked to some DEI folks and he does it anyway. And that makes him an asshole. So I I just I can't I can't deal with people like that. I, I, I just cannot I just ugh, whatever. The ugh. worst
0: kind of black people, the oh worst God. kind of black
1: people. I just yeah. Any anytime people make more work for me, I take personal offense. And what he did last night on national TV makes more work for me. So I take personal offense. Personal yep. events. Whew. Yep. Wusa, Wusa, hmm. Wusa. Let me. We're not him. Uh, exactly. We're Align your chakras, him. gather your chi. So, uh, y'all, we really appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight on the break room as we were talking about accountability and allyship. Uh, we hope that y'all learned some stuff uh, and came away with some some tangible, some concrete examples of how to, to be a good ally. Uh, if you're black and listening to this, share this with your white friends. If you're white and listening to this, go do your work. Um, yeah, uh, it, do yes, better. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. I'm Dr. Brian Dixon and Dr. G day. Nice to see you all. Yes. Yes. We will see y'all next week. Have a good one.